can do whatever the Hyundai you want. Hey, I'm Ricky Stenhouse Jr. G'day, I'm Marcus Sambrose. Hey, this is Kenny Rowe, and you're listening to the Fuel Pod. This podcast covers all things motorsports. It's unfiltered, it's unbathed, and... Ooh, f***. We're going crazy. So, whoops. Uh-oh. It wasn't me oh, that yeah. broke it. This time. Usually, usually it's me that breaks it first right off the yeah. bat. Actually, I clicked off the mute button, but I didn't have my microphone on. Well, that helps when you have your microphone on. I'm going to cover so, my uh, I was just here. thinking during the intro, though, after the, ooh, you know, I was like, man, we're going to have to cut a check to that little girl with the uh, CrossFit retention band that snapped herself in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it came from. Yeah, it's me saying it, but yeah, it's bumming that total 13 second video that's been going around for like three years or something. But it's too funny. Anyway, man, good to have you back, sir. It feels good to be back. It's been a few weeks since I've been on here, I think. Yeah, you know, I was watching your all show last night and I was like, wow, it must be nice to have Chad there. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it's it's a hectic summertime, gets a little hectic for me, man. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of kids and a lot of activities and, and summer gets a little crazy. So well, we're here. We're a day earlier than normal. And I went ahead and made our show live. I probably wasn't yeah. supposed to do that. I totally forgot. But well, I had uh, already messaged Mikey and, and Eric, but I don't know if they're gonna be on since it's kind of it was kind of late notice and yeah, that's my kinda, fault. we're gonna have some be out of town a little bit tomorrow. So I thought we'd go ahead and get this knocked out today and I'll get it up on Spotify tomorrow for for a normal listening pleasure. Well, you know, part of the cool thing about this episode, even though it's a couple of weeks behind, is uh, since you're back tonight, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about, I mean, we've got racing to talk about because we had the biggest race in the world this weekend, which was the 24-hour Le Mans. And then we've got the uh, Formula One Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. But, you know, we hit a big mark a couple of weeks ago, Chad, and the fuel pod turned a year old. Um, I mean, and it, crazy. You know, yeah, dude, it's... And I look at, you know, I wanted to talk about like the ups and downs and, you know, definitely our downs were, I go back, I went back and listened to our like um, trailer and then our first episode, which were beyond not good. In our first episode, and a lot of people don't know this, but our first episode was one microphone. Yeah. That we couldn't figure out how to get work. We couldn't make the second one work. It was one microphone in between the two of us and we're leaned over a table talking into it. I mean... It was an S show of an epic proportion, but you know we what? Had to take a year later, <laughs> I know. <laughs> a year later, we have a good setup in Streamyard. Everything's yeah. YouTube. We were, you know, at that point, we were like, "Well, how do, how do we do this on YouTube? I don't know how to do this. Like, what what do we do here, man?" Well, and, if it uh, wasn't for Will, um, big shout out to Will from the audio standpoint, because at first we were just doing Spotify and Anchor. Yeah, and you know, it's not a lot. We have a soundboard. He let us use their soundboard. You know, that was awesome. And then you know. You did some very studious research on getting us on, um, getting us on video. Although that well, you, actually, it was you. <laughs> you. You did Riverside. You got us yeah. on Riverside, and then we went from Riverside, and we okay, that, it had a few things that we missed and, and we needed, and you know, this kind of is easy. I mean, Streamyard yeah. makes it very very simple for us. So I can say that for sure now because you know, last week I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna. and it's it's simple i mean it it really is just pushing buttons it's nice so big Um, testament to to Streamyard, man because uh 
what's her name, Dana, that's on the, the video commercials that we get between YouTube videos. So Dana, thank you very much. I don't know if yeah. you're personally in charge of all the StreamYard, but uh, it's been wonderful using this program. Uh, but you know, definitely if we can get a few more subscribers, we're going to up the, uh, the platform and we'll be able to have a green room and everything else, but, uh, there's yes. a, a few subscribers away. Yeah. We can put, you know, Monaco behind us instead of, you know, our bookshelves and, and blinds and stuff. It'd be kind of cool. But, you know, we've had some high points. We, we got to go to the, the Hugo car show. That was cool. And, yep. um, do that. that. And even though it wasn't broadcasted, uh, seeing the Indy cars at Texas motor speedway was, was good time. It was really interesting morning. Uh, and then for me, just reaching, even though it's a small audience, reaching so many countries that I didn't think we would reach. Um, and we've yeah. got some people that stay consistently engaged with us. I mean, it's not sure. huge. And I'm thinking of like Tim and, you know, guys like that that have, have commented on certain things here and there. And it's it's been, that part of it's been wonderful. And I think at least for me, it's kept me going. It's been a lot of fun, man. It's, you know, it's a, um, the best part about this show is getting to get on here and just talk racing and not worry about anything. And, you know, it's, a, it's very, um, therapeutic, I think would be the right word. Yeah. You know, some days it, it feels like, uh, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about today? There wasn't a whole lot going on in racing. Yeah. Um, but we always end up just doing this. I mean, you know, it's, it's fun. I, I'm, I'm glad we have it. I'm, I'm very thankful and appreciative of, of you for putting up with me for a year and uh it's been it's been a lot of fun i know i know i'm not the easiest person i i, I have a neither am i man <laughs> I have a crew of people that uh that we do stuff with and and you know and and my kids are in 27 different activities and we get home at nine o'clock at night and, and it's tough i get it but yeah i appreciate you man well same here and you know i was i caught like uh before we get into the, the racing program you know i caught like the last half of your old show last night and you know, and you and I kind of talked about it a little bit today after work too, but, uh, or maybe it was yesterday, but anyway, um, uh, you know, to see so many people so passionate about that subject and that's just the place I want this show to go. And, you know, I mean, and yeah. I realize we're talking about it, you know, you guys were talking about something that affects people's kids and, and this and that. And of course people are going to be passionate about that. Anybody, any parent would be, but you know, you know, we read everywhere, at least in the motorsports community, how how much of an impact Formula One has made in this country um, just recently. And it's one of those things that it, it's not hit everywhere. And this is one of those areas where it really hasn't. At all. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, I am going to plug my other show real quick, Jay. Um, yeah, go for it. I'm on another show with Benny in the Streets, the guy that comes on here and does NASCAR every week, called Booze Balls and Bad Decisions. It's completely unedited, and we talk something different every week. It's just sports in general. And, and Jay's right. This week we hit the topic that everybody got crazy about. And it's just youth sports. And we're in Oklahoma. It was youth sports in Oklahoma. It was a very localized show. Uh, it drew a lot of, of listeners because it's very it was very localized. Yeah. And that's something that, that we're missing here. And we're going to try to do a better job this year on being more local, getting out to Grayson County Speedway. I saw another one the other day in um, – I was just right down the road, and I can't think of the name of it, but – uh, to grow the show here because racing, you, you actually were talking about it and, and racing is just not a big deal in our little area here. Yeah. This little corner of Oklahoma, is just not that big of a deal. Which uh, is crazy because you have Texas motor speedway an hour and 15 minutes away and you've yeah. got, um, you've got karting opportunities that aren't that far away and you've got Coda who just hosts five hours so away. many different forms of racing. 
not very yeah. far away. But it makes it harder on us because we can't lean on. I mean, we can lean on a few friends that are racing fans. Yeah. But you can't. We don't have a base of people that we can be like, hey, you need to listen this week because we're talking about this and, and everybody's going to listen. Right. Uh, it's just it's really hard. And, and this this show is more of a grind of trying to grow. It's more of a slow grind of trying to grow. So yes, it is. stay with us. And, and if you're out there in listener land, uh, just stay with us and tell your friends. And if we can gain one or two every week, we'll be good things. So, yeah, and we're not Will Arnett and Danny Ricardo. So it's going to be a little rougher on us. Yeah, I read that article this week and kudos to those guys. I think that's going to be end up being a wonderful. Oh, it'll be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. Um, Will Arnett's hilarious, and you know Danny Rick's kind of the life of the party driver guy. So I think that'll be some interesting content. But by, by but, the way, it, and if anybody out there knows of somebody we can have on guests, one of the reasons that the the booze and balls is growing so well is because we we've, we've had guests every week just about. Yeah. And uh, so if anybody knows that there's some guests we can have on, whether it's uh, local local dirt track racing guys, local karting people, anybody wants to come on and talk a little bit about what their discipline, racing discipline is, we'd love to have them. Yeah, I actually. I actually reached out to my favorite driver of all time today. Uh, he was named in May one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. Uh, he used to be, uh, he drove my favorite car, my favorite driver of all time. I'm assuming this is the Kurz Light car. Do you know who it is? <laughs> Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin. I reached out to him and his crew today to see if he would come on for a little bit and talk to us. So they actually messaged back and said, you know, thank you for contacting us. We'll, we'll get oh, with wow. Sterling and let him know. And, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the podcast pretty soon because Dude, that, that would be, be for me it would be off the rails yeah. insane because he is the reason I love NASCAR and really when he retired I kind of I was kind of done yeah um, that, that was kind of the beginning of the end I like Kyle Busch but I never had the passion I had for Sterling so I think that's you know in a lot of ways a lot of sports are like that once your heroes leave it's it's kind of over for you kind of uh, hard that's like with baseball man I love baseball and I mean I love baseball. And, but you know, I, everybody, I've lost everybody. They're all gone. Everybody yeah. I grew up with, everybody I had it's cars tough. of as a kid are gone. And some of them, I, I hear about them retired and I'm like, there's no way. And then I look <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap, they were a rookie 30 years ago. And, and NASCAR is even tougher than baseball because baseball, you have the Red Sox, right? You're a Red Sox yeah. fan. I'm a Rangers fan. You have a team to latch on to. With motorsports, you really don't. It's very individualized. I mean, there's a few people out there that are like, oh, I'm, I'm a Hendrix Motorsports fan. You know, yeah. Benny's a Hendrix Motorsports fan. There's a couple of guys like that, or I'm a Ford guy or whatever, you know. I was getting ready to say, being a manufacturer but, fan is a lot easier. On yeah. But if you're a fan of a driver, yes. when that driver leaves, it's, it, I mean, it, there's a gaping hole in the sport for you. And that's kind of what happened to me. I joke about Kyle Busch, but dude, when he finally does retire... That is going to leave a gaping, gaping hole. Yes. As There's big a lot as, of fans. I think it'll be as at least close to as big as Wendell Sr. I uh, do too. Uh, it's going to be huge. Um, uh, because because he's one of two things. You either hate him or you love him, right? Correct. And if you don't have somebody there to hate, I mean, you think about I mean, you got Kyle Larson that's a little bit of an attitude guy and a little bit of a person that, that you love to hate kind of thing. So you can watch yeah. him and, and root against him. But, I mean, Chase Elliott's vanilla – uh, Bubba Wallace is bland and vanilla. I mean, there's just not yeah. a whole lot of, of personality out there right now. I mean, I think Chastain could probably he's slide it. into that Ross role. Chast if they're smart about it, Ross Chastain's the guy. Benny's yeah. brought that up a couple of times. If they're, if they're smart about it, he's going to be the guy. It's They um, should do it like the WWE, man. Just have meetings with the, okay, listen, you're our attitude guy. We need you to work on it. We need you to cultivate that. Yep. <laughs> you know, and from I'll a marketing you, standpoint. 
Talking about Le Mans, I, I think that uh, you, you talked about Le Mans a little bit at the beginning, and we're talking about NASCAR right now. Uh, NASCAR capitalized there, and they, yeah, they may grow their audience that. quite a bit here. I mean, they and, and let's be honest, this is, I mean, Formula One's growing like crazy. Everybody loves right. it. I love it. I get it. But if you're going to try to make a move on Formula One, it might be right now when it's one of the most boring front-running seasons in a while. Yes, that's you true. You know, I mean, there's just... Not a whole lot of action in the front of the and pack. Think, it's watch. It's watch for Stafford drive away from everybody. I think that's why IndyCar is able to capitalize right now because, you know, if you like open wheel racing, that's where the competition is. Man, and uh, I was telling somebody this week how much fun IndyCar races are to watch. Yeah, they are a blast to watch. If you just I mean, want to watch a good the, race, they don't have the glitz and the glamour that that F1 has. To be fair, but um, you know, don't do it. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they do. They do have wicked competition right now. They are they more NASCAR than Formula One, huh? They're more NASCAR. They're more gritty than than you know. Yes. What I mean, they're they're closer to NASCAR. They're open wheel, but they're closer to NASCAR than they are Formula One, just because they're gritty and the cars are set up the same and the drivers are more important. And uh, it's just a yeah. good show, man. It is a good show, but man, let's get into our All right, let's, let's roll. get into our racing. We're going to start with the twenty four hour Le Mans. I want to say, man, I got to I got to be part of at least eight hours of footage of this thing. <laughs> Dang. Um, I mean, it was broken up here and there. Yeah. I watched the first four hours from from right from the horrible and I mean horrible flag waving that LeBron James did. I mean, he did the same thing that Apple guy did. He just kind of held the flag out. Yeah, it didn't look like he was even he happy was, to be there. He just barely waving that thing. I mean, you could see his head thinking, don't drop this flag. Don't drop it. Anyway, so watched the very start up to four hours. Uh, had some stuff to do that day. I watched some during dinner that evening. And then, um, I mean, obviously I had to sleep. But uh, sleeping through the night, that was actually the morning stint of Le Mans. So, I got to see quite a bit of the of the nighttime, which was an absolute S show out there uh, because of the rain. Um, they didn't, and you know, if if Mikey was on here tonight, he'd say it. But hold on, hold on. Sneeze on us. Yeah, uh, he'd say, you know, how come they're not showing the NASCAR, the the Garage Fifty Six car, and Hypercar was. I, I mean, I realized they're the that was their their year. Uh, plus, you had Ferrari, um, and we're going to get into that in a second. But it was cool to be to watch that much of it, to get to watch that much of it. Um, and I was had to flip back and forth between different YouTube channels because every hour or so, one of those YouTube channels would get shut down. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like flip flopping back and forth to try to get this, you know, pirated footage. Man, what was um, cool is is uh, Motor Trend TV had it on. And yeah. I didn't realize I had Motor Trend TV. I just looked up Le Mans thinking what, I was going to get YouTube. On? It's YouTube TV. Oh. And I had no idea that I had the ability to watch that. So I watched a little bit of it with the kid. It was dark. I mean, it was it was nighttime. And I really, it was, it was pretty cool watching it, though. Okay. Well, that's cool. Can so let's talk about here? it. This is, this is this. Are you already seeing it? No, I'm not seeing anything yet. Go okay. ahead. It should, it should pop up. Anyway, this is the start of the race. Um, Ferrari had a one-two lockout on the front row uh, okay. with uh, with Toyota behind them. Um, the two you see a blue and yellow car back there, probably P six and seven ish. Are you seeing uh, it on your screen? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm not seeing it on mine yet. Okay, give me a second. 
Okay, there we go. There we go. Now it's up. Okay. Um, but back there, you see a blue and yellow car. That's Cadillac, who had an outstanding day as well, although they got into some serious trouble. Not all of it their own fault, but they did get into trouble. Um, so let's look at... This is the, the course. It's about 8.2 miles, 8.3 miles. Um, takes about 3.30, 3 minutes and 30 to finish a lap if you're if you're kicking it and you're in a hypercar. Yeah. Um, but that top portion, that's the Molson Strait. It's got two chicanes in it. But if you look down in the bottom right corner of the lap, that's called Arnage. And when it was raining and there was two to three, like the car started out after a rainstorm. The race started out after a rainstorm. Uh, so there, there were cars that slid out right there at the very beginning and were out for the day, including uh, Callum Eilat. Um, and Jack Aiken, I think, was involved in, in a wreck as well. But anyway, um, and then we had a huge night. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was talking about driving around. And he came around the corner, and it had been dry that whole stretch. He came around the corner into a rainstorm, and he was like, "Man, that was sketch," you know, when he came in for his for his pit stop. But um, that's that's what the lap looks like. Um, and you can have very much have instances where one side of the track it's pouring the rain, and the other one it's bone dry. Did you know that was only the third time he's ever driven in rain? I did Jimmy not Johnson. know that. They're talking about that. It was the third time that he's ever driven in rain. Like, I mean, raced in rain. And I would imagine that is the longest lap he's ever done in a race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I I don't know if he's ever been to the Nürburgring. I know he's done Goodwood, but it's not eight miles. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyway, but uh, Ferrari battled Toyota uh, back and forth. And it's important to note that Ferrari, the last time they were in the overall class for Le Mans, this is what their cars look like. (laughs) How crazy is that, man? Obviously, that is rims. not a modern car. Uh, you have the Lego of this one. I do. Yeah, it's a 330. Um, but this was the last time they were in overall class. And, you know, the story here, because part of that, their exit was due to Ford whipping their rear ends. And the Ford GT, uh, one, whatever it is. Yeah, the GT40. Um, the Mark 1 through 4, pretty much, or Mark 2 through 4. Um, so, and then this is the new car. This was actually the one that won, the 51 car. Okay. Uh, which actually is not their driver, their top driver lineup. The 50 car is their top driver lineup, but it had issues. I think it finished out the day in P8 or 9, probably P8, I think. Uh, but it slid back. Toyota had passed them early. Um, but oddly enough, the first pit stop, they hit the pits with Cadillac. And their pit box came before Cadillac's. Cadillac's was almost at the end. And you would think if anybody's going to screw up a pit strategy and you and I both know it, it's going to be Ferrari. Definitely Ferrari. But they didn't. They changed out out the tires. They changed out the driver. But Cadillac decided we're not going to change tires or the driver. We're just going to do the fuel. And they had a little bit of damage. They had to kind of bang out. But anyway, Ferrari beat them off the pits um, and then had better tires. So they were able to increase the gap. So that was a massive screw up for Cadillac in true Ferrari fashion. <laughs> yeah, that so, sounds more like Ferrari. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of neat. And then um, Toyota eventually threw pit stops because Le Mans is won and lost through pit stops, like a lot of endurance racing. Uh, Toyota got the lead back, and I was kind of, you know, I got kind of disillusioned towards later in the day because uh, I thought, here we go again. They're going to win their sixth one in a row. The Kings are yeah. going to win. 
<laughs> and I and I do like Yazoo Racing as an organization. I mean, yeah. I like them in Rally, and they've proven their worth. But you know, it was time to see somebody else. And I thought, well, it's the hundredth running of Le Mans, and it's the first time in fifty years that Ferrari's been there. How cool would it be if they won? Well, I guess the racing gods heard me because <laughs> at one point the lead Toyota car number seven um, got some type of uh, serious damage to the car and had to retire. Okay. And then, then it became down to the 51 car Ferrari and the eight car Toyota trading places left and right in one, two. And Ferrari finally did this outside pass on a chicane. And it was, it was a savage move, no contact, <laughs> but it was savage. And then Ferrari got, or the Toyota got spun out. And had to pit and ended up three minutes behind going into the final leg. Wow. So that kind of cemented it. I would have liked to have seen a, a full-on mono-a-mono race to the end. But, you know, Ferrari still won the thing and a win's a win. Win's a win. But uh, Every day of the week. So a lot of teams were out early. A lot of teams were out during the rain. And some of those spins, they could have put them to music, man. They were just, it was hilarious. It was like ice skating out there. And they were just done. I saw a couple uh, of them with the slicks on. It was raining. There's some pretty good spins. Yeah, and that's what that's what Jimmy Johnson said. He's like, we had slicks on, and I come around the corner, and it's pouring. The rain. Yeah. The rain. Not <laughs> and, just uh, rain. He's like, I had to limp it into the to the pits, and um, and he's like, it was the most unique experience I've ever been a part of. So, <laughs> but anyway, let's talk a little bit because I know a lot of people would rather hear about it anyway. Let's talk a little bit about the Garage 56 uh, Rick Hendrick NASCAR 24 Camaro. Because there's that's a, a lot of I'm cool going to tell you right now, dude, that's a beautiful car. Yes. And I want to be clear about one thing. This is not – this car has been around for a while. The Camaro Z01 is a, is a tested machine. It set records at Nürburgring when nobody thought American Muscle would ever be able to set any kind of record at Nürburgring. So it's an amazing car already. Uh, they maintained their roots, though, Chad. The car did not have doors. It yep. was the only car on the grid where the drivers had to hop in and hop out for the swap. And I they literally that. keyed in on that part. Didn't show I, uh, them racing. They didn't show them racing a whole lot. I yeah, was a little bummed about that. but They showcased the pit stop, though. They're like, folks, you're about to see something you're not going to see very often. Watch this. And Jensen Button hops out of the car, and Jimmy Johnson gets in. And they're like, yeah, all the other cars have doors. Yeah, it was pretty cool watching that. I'll tell you another thing that I thought was neat that I, I you know, you wonder this when they're when they're doing the driver swaps because you always hear about how every seat is custom made to a driver. Well, those guys have it where it just they just throw it in there with them. Yeah, it just fits on their legs, and then they just throw it in there and get in. Yeah, that's, that's kind of neat. I thought that was pretty cool. There's some other cool things about this car that I didn't know. Like I, I assumed they were going to be using a NASCAR style steering wheel, a round steering yeah. wheel. And they used an F1 style steering wheel. Really? And and it, it both surprises me and doesn't because I'm thinking, okay, well, if they have an F1 style wheel, they're able to see telemetry while they're driving. Yeah, which makes sense. With a NASCAR wheel, you can't. But then I started thinking, well, they could have went with a club sport wheel like GT4 uses that also has like a readout on it. But they didn't. They had them right. little, you know, F1 style wheels, which I thought was kind of neat. That is cool. Which I mean, you know, Jimmy Johnson's used to that with Indy cars. Yeah. You know, Jensen Button, obviously with F one. Who is the other driver? Uh Mark uh Mike Rockenfeller, who's won the Le Mans before. 
Okay, so you know, I mean, it's probably something they're all pretty comfortable with and familiar with. But yeah, just, there's something about that car. I just love that paint scheme, the blue and gold. It's just a cool looking car. Yeah, and it's a beautiful car. And you know, I think Rockefeller he got to drive first stint because he has a lot of Le Mans experience. Um, and he, but here's the weird thing: they did the most weird like driver swap. So Rockefeller gets in the car at four when the race starts, drives okay. till five fifteen. Jimmy Johnson gets in at 5.15. So only an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And then Jimmy Johnson gets in at 5.15 and drives to, I think, 6.30. But Jensen Button gets in the car and drives to 1.15 in the morning. Drives a double. Wait, hold on. 5.15? No. He gets Yeah, he gets in at 6.30. 6, 6.30 and drove to 1.15 in the morning. So six hours and what six is that? hours. 45 minutes? Well, I think it's five hours and 45 minutes. Well, six to six thirty to twelve thirty is. Oh yeah, yeah, You're six right. hours. Yeah, so it's six hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah, he did Straight. a whole day's work. <laughs> that's a lot of time racing a yeah. car, man. Yeah, and he drove like he obviously had the most stick time all day, and I think it's because he's a Formula One driver. But, um, yeah, but I mean, Formula One drivers don't normally drive that long. Races are an hour and a half, yeah, two hours I, tops. And you would think Jimmy Johnson would have more of that endurance feel just because the coca-cola 600 the daytona 500 you know those are longer style races yeah. than they are than than a formula one that's crazy that you would drive that long but okay anyway so uh, that's yeah crazy. And, but and button also has Le Mans experience he's never won it but he has it so yeah rockenfeller and button both have it and then okay. uh rockenfeller got a few more stints and jimmy johnson actually got a nighttime stint and then he got a pretty long he got to finish it out which I, I thought was J- cool. JJ finished it out. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think they wanted the NASCAR driver to finish in the NASCAR. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But another cool piece is like if you watch fan-made uh, videos from Lamont, people just holding their phones up. They're all they all could not wait to see the NASCAR come around because I mean all the ones I listened to were basically and I'm paraphrasing about 300 videos, but they all were like, okay, here comes the Garage 56 car. Listen to this brutal V8. And yeah, you hear other cool. cars come by, and they're all hybrids. You hear them be like, then this NASCAR is just a, you know, yeah, kind of amazing. Yeah, it was a really cool sound. I mean, so testament I really to what that thing making it 24 hours, by the way, because yes. they, they didn't really expect it to make it, right? No, no NASCAR has ever made it, and I think that's what, and we're going to talk about it. I think that's what pissed Ford off. Yeah, but uh, you know, the last time they entered a race was 1976, and neither the Ford nor the, I think it was a Pontiac, actually, which is still GM car, but uh, neither car finished. Uh, the, the longest one, I think, went four hours. Uh, so this one finished, although they had some iffy, a couple of iffy things go on towards the end of the race, but they were able to bring the car into the garage for a couple laps and uh, and then get it back out there to finish. So results-wise, they finished P39 out That's of 62. That's total toll, right? Yes, out of 62 cars. But they were they were ahead of 12 GT cars and, and behind nine GT cars. But they should have, all things considered equal, they should have beat all the GT cars, right? They were faster uh, than the GT cars. Yes. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they had, you know, a few laps in the, in the pits with some issues, but. Yeah. So really they did pretty well. They did. They did awesome. And I yeah. think that's, and that's where my other, other questions come from. What does this mean for future Le Mans is, are we going to see NASCAR bring a field and then go out of the experimental class and be like a stock car European, you know, cause it'll be European, but a stock car class. 
Do you think we could see cool. something like that? I mean, why can't NASCAR enter a GT car? They could. I just, I don't know. We, and we've talked about this before, like these crossovers. And I think this is where NASCAR creates more longevity for their brand is getting involved in more. So I think they'd more likely get into IMSA. Okay. Um, Cause it's, you know, you, a lot more American stuff in IMSA than in GT world challenge with the exception of America, but it's still heavily European based. Um, but you know, I think it's something, and this is also a thing where I think Toyota could help push NASCAR along because Toyota has become, you know, quite a big piece of NASCAR. Yeah, for sure. And they're involved in Toyota's involved in every single racing series except F1. It's very odd. So Toyota can say, Hey, we, you know, maybe we can't win hypercar every year anymore, but let's, let's help NASCAR get NASCAR in there. And we'll bring a Toyota, whatever, um, Camry or whatever, and we'll we'll get in there with with Camaro, and I'm sure Ford will want to bring a Mustang. Sure. And uh, and we'll see, you know, at least give them somebody to race that they want to race, because you know that's what'll happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll turn into a gruel fest out there. So. Be fun. Anyway, that's all fun. I had. It was a really good race. It was fun to watch. Um, so I enjoyed it and looking forward already to next year. But I've really enjoyed watching the TikToks of it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's yeah. been just a lot of fun watching the user videos on it. I mean, it, it's just a really cool. All of them are set to Freebird, and, and you know, there's a couple of them where they're passing a Ferrari. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun, that's for sure. Definitely yeah. a lot of fun to watch. The last little bit, of the Iron Dames, I think, came in third. Third I mean, or fourth. They're back-to-back good years, huh? Yeah, really really solid performance. awesome. They were now, they're in a Lamborghini this year, right? No, they were in a Porsche. Didn't they switch recently? Yeah, but I think that's for GT World Challenge. I okay, think okay, for okay. WEC, they're in a in a Porsche. But anyway, okay. they finished in a Porsche. Cool. Um, anyway, it was All a good right. race for them as well. But let's move on to Formula One. This is Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, wait. Or I or I'll just call it Chattada because this is one of his favorite tracks. This is one of my favorite tracks. Um, does have a nasty hairpin. It sort of looks like a gigantic turkey leg, sort of like. Uh, Austria does, but um, you know, in the life of me, I call it a hairpin too, but it's really more of a button hook than a hairpin. Yeah, I just but call it turned in. in. Yeah, turned in. I'm just kidding. I really uh, I enjoy that turn quite a bit, honestly, because you can kind of float it in there. Turn. You can kind of float it in there and accelerate really well on the way out. I like it. I don't like the next one, which is funny, just that little calm little bend to the left. It seems like yeah. I always miss with that one. Every really? time. Yeah, it's probably because I, I probably missed turn 10, but I like to go through it that way so it doesn't set me up for success going into that little bend right there on turn 11. Turn I always 10, cut that corner. Turn 10 is one of the – and you know me when it comes to F1. I try to maintain the same lap, lap yeah. after lap after lap. Turn 10 at Canada is probably one of the three turns in, in the entirety of all F1 circuits where I, I always take a different line through it. That's fine. Almost every time. And it, it tweaks my OCD. Yeah. But, um, I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I try different things. I try slow in, fast out. I try hard break, late break. I've tried everything. It just never works for me. I get squirrely coming out of turn 10. Turn three, I usually go through the grass. That's right there at that little, I call it the uh, the scenic route because you go down and it feels like you're going into the woods. Yes. You, know, you go down through the grass and you go around that little thing and you're in the trees and you come back out the other side. 
Yeah, I always I've cut, cut the, the grass crap out of all of those. Uh, three, four, I always cut. <laughs> yeah, three, four, I cut. Um, where's the next one? Thirteen, I cut, I cut really bad. Yeah, thirteen, I definitely cut bad. But if you watch the race, they all do it too. Thirteen, I cut so bad. Normally, I get a five-second penalty here. Just about every race in Canada, I get a penalty here. I remember K Mag losing his whole underfloor on turn thirteen in a real race. Hit the curb. Yeah, he just nailed it. Like that's funny. I mean, there's fully mounting something, and then there's decided to just surf on top of it, and he <laughs> just lost his whole uh, underfloor, and then went into the wall right after fourteen, right in front of the pit lane. So it was unique. Do you know what time the I, you're not going to know the answer to this, and I'm going to ask anyway. Do you know what time the race is Sunday morning? Uh, I don't think it'll be Sunday morning, dude. It's Sunday it's afternoon because it's Canada Eastern time I mean, zone. It, it's probably Eastern time zone, so we're okay. probably looking at two o'clock. I may uh, have a little lunch. It's Father's Day, a little treat. Watch the race with the boys, post up. Okay. Might be kind of fun. Might be a good time. Yeah, it anyway. might. And sorry, I apologize here. I didn't I didn't read just a whole lot of that. Today was a little crazy day at work, so I didn't get to read a whole lot of the uh, the rundown. So I don't have anything on the rip from the paddock. So we're just going to have to riff off of yours if that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So rip okay. from the paddock. Uh, well, let's finish Canada real quick, and then we'll just kind of flip-flop these two categories. Okay, that's fine. So the Canadian Grand Prix is 70 laps, which to me is a lot of laps. I don't care how short the track is. It's a lot of laps. But less turns. They've only got 14 turns. Two DRS zones. The lap record is still held by Valtteri Bottas at uh, 113. So try to beat that maybe on the new game at some point. But uh, uh, predictions. Sure to go wrong. um, Predictions. I'm going to go with Verstappen, Alonzo, Stroll because it's Stroll's home race, and he does do well at Canada, with Russell as my outlier. It's funny you said that, because I was, um, I think Verstappen wins. I mean, mean, at this point, you know what I mean? I think it's Alonzo Checo or Checo Alonzo. Perez needs a good race, man. He needs, I don't don't know why I feel like he's got something tuned up, but I feel like he needs a good race. So I think Checo's going to have a good race here. He's going to get second or third, and Alonzo's going to get the other one. I'm with you. Russell's going to be in the top five, but I think Russell and Hamilton are going to be four or five. I think Mercedes isn't. You think uh, Mercedes is going to run four or five? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be right there. I think they'll be four or five. I think they're going to have another good week. Hold on just a second. <laughs> no, Jay, Jay's getting texts over there. Much more important than what I'm doing over here. I tell you what. Uh, yeah, now I got to pull my. Where's my? Oh crap. Oh no. None with iPhones. Okay, there we go. Um, well, I'm going to stick with uh, Verstappen, Alonso, Stroll. I think Checo will be in the mix. I don't know where. I think Alpine's going to be in the mix, Chad. It's. I think this is a track that's very difficult to make predictions on because it's not going to be overly favorable to to red bull even though max verstappen is going to make it look easy um this is not a big straight line speed track so there's a lot of high speed corners which is going to favor um uh aston martin and alpine you know what's um so and and it's there's a it's basically a mid-range type circuit so that's going to favor mercedes it this could be a shootout except for max verstappen yeah because i don't i think you could put him on a tricycle and he's going to finish seven seconds ahead right now so I got a question for you. Go is, for it. DRS. Is there two or three zones? This map shows three. Yeah, but it's two. Okay. Which one's it, not there? Um, one between seven and eight? So you got the one. 
or the one on start the, finish the one after after 11 that one's there yeah and then you've got the one at turn seven okay so it's the one right there at the pit road yeah the main stretch the front stretch it in there yeah okay that makes so, sense I, when i saw that it didn't look right that's why i was wondering and you're yeah, right. it was hard 70, to find a map for this. I, I'm pretty sure I pulled up the GT map. 70 laps is a lot of laps. I mean, I, like you said, it doesn't really matter. It's just the repetition of over and over and over and over and over. 70 laps is a lot of that. Yeah. So they need be a 35% a race. race option. <laughs> yes, they do. Which, by so, the way, since we're talking yes, Canadian GP, um, F123 came out this week. Jay and I yeah. raced it last night. Um, it's great. Early returns, great game. Yes. Um, we started our two-player career. We're going to finish up Imola today, tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get the Canadian Grand Prix by Friday, Saturday. Okay. So if you're out there listening to this, wherever you're listening to, check us out on Twitch at chat 810 and jneil725 because we are out there playing. 729. I'm sorry. Yes. Jneil. J is the letter J, N-E-A-L, 729-er. Uh, on Twitch, uh, what do you call from a walkie talkie? Um, anyway, check us out on Twitch cause we're going to be playing the new game. It's really good. It seems the cars seem a lot more stable. Um, for yeah, me, do. it's a little easier. I try, I was telling my brother, I tried to spin. I told you last night, once we yeah. kind of got through practice, I was like, I'm going to try to hit every corner really hard and see what it takes to spin. It took a lot, uh, which funny. is nice. I told your brother's son that, that, that you, they should make their dad pick that one up because I think he would find it a little bit better than he I think he would like it. Unfortunately, we started him off on 22, and that was a rough one to start on. Um, it was just that was a bad one to start on, but that's okay. It's okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk him into it. We're gonna get him back in. We're gonna get him back in the saddle. Anyway, I saw a video so, today. Some guy put on YouTube, and it was the video's title was "All the Things We're Gonna Miss from F122," and he's like, "Hey, welcome to my video. Today, we're gonna talk about all the things we missed uh, from F122." Thank you guys for the video. I'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because there's so, nothing I'm going to miss about that game. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, rip from the paddock, man. Rip uh, first, from the paddock. First topic. Haas team principal Gunther Steiner reveals oh. fantastic gains have been made in a key area. Um, wow. The only thing I can think of is that their Haas's internet memes have went through the roof recently. I don't know if they consider that a key area. Uh, they have a one-lap car. Maybe that's what they're talking about. They're one-lap pace. Uh, I'm trying not to be derogatory, but it is really difficult with this team. So, um, Man, I think you're being hard on Haas. I am. I don't want to be, man. I like both of their drivers. I love their team principal. I'm not as Are big a fan as their owner. They're not in last. They're in ninth, right? Yeah. Rough year for them. Um, I feel like hey Mag's kind of phoning it in while Hawkenberg is try- at least trying. It's a, it's flip flop from last year. Yes, you know it seems like now K Mag doesn't have anything to prove and Hawkenberg does, and K Mag is now Schumacher, and they're going to find a reason to get him out. And I love K Mag. I really don't want him to leave. I don't but, either. I mean, it's almost like you can't justify keeping him right now. Which is exactly where we were talking about Danny Rick last year. Yeah, it's kind of like he's doing it to himself, and it's he's you know, well, okay, bye, you know. Well, I don't want to lose him, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Griffin Paddock number two, Mercedes predicts 
where they'll sit in the F1 pecking order in Canada after the Spanish Grand Prix games. I think they're going to, where are they at right now? Third? Yeah, they're third. I think they're one point behind. Yeah, Aston they'll be Martin. in second after this game, after this race. Okay. I they're disagree. Second. This is where we're, that's where they're going to finish. They'll finish in second. I actually had like five different Mercedes topics for this. Because um, one of them was Hamilton says that they will make serious gains on Red Bull. I was like, no, you won't. Who said that? Hamilton. Oh, they won't. No. So the next one is, can Mercedes consolidate P2, which is almost a follow-up to the previous one? I think they're going to flip-flop with P2 with Aston Martin, unless Aston Martin falls off. Aston Martin is bringing their upgrade package this weekend, according to Mike Crack. Okay. Mike Crack. That's not a play on words, folks. That's his actual name, Mike Crack. Um. <sighs> I think we're going to see. That's going to be it's the biggest with Michael We talked about this, man. I think they'll flip-flop. Um, we thought it was going to be Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, kind of trading back and forth. Yep. Um, so you I think it's going to be – okay, say that again. I, I was looking at Planet F1 when you said that. So you think it's going to be Red Bull, obviously, and then you think it's going to be Aston Martin, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari. What do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Mercedes, Aston Martin, at least for the foreseeable future, but – Here's, oh, here's I thought the, you just said that Aston Martin was going to keep their lead in second. They they will, but I don't think it'll. I think they'll finish there. Oh, well, okay, okay, okay. You think they'll keep their lead right now, but you think the the finished product's going to be Mercedes Aston Martin? Okay. Yeah, and here's another thing, man. I hate to really throw this other lottery ball in there, but if Alpine stays on pace with what they're doing right now, I think you got to throw them into the mix to pass Ferrari to be up there. To yeah. be close. I wonder where they're at right now. Um, I mean, how many points be, they are behind? I don't know how many points they are behind, Can but I they're right up there. Yeah. If if Ferrari finishes um, third, fourth, they finish third. They're in fourth right now. See, they're a long ways behind Ferrari, but they're 60 points behind Ferrari. Alpine's 60 points behind Ferrari right now. Yeah. If Ferrari finishes fourth, is it – a building year or a catastrophic failure? It's a building year. Okay. I would think, you have said that at the end of last year? Because the end of last yeah, year, yeah, I absolutely like, would have, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think Ferrari's hype was fan and press driven. But I mean, you and I talked about having having momentum going into the end of the year, and how this was going to be the year they were going to yeah. push for the championship. And and I mean, they're just not. Well, um, and then they completely over a lot of people because it was overshadowed by Mercedes, but Ferrari showed up with a entirely different side pod last week so they got rid of the bathtub on the side of their car and they've kind of got this modified ferrari slash red bull thing going on with a little bit of a drop off and a split in the middle and it's kind of weird looking but it's ferrari they don't make not weird looking stuff um a lot's happened to me what what was a mercedes what all did they i mean i know they obviously finished two three um what was their car their upgrades was it completely vastly different uh, yeah, well, the the side pod was very, very Red Bull reminiscent. But okay, that's what I thought. I couldn't yeah. really remember though. At like that teardrop fall off, like Red Bulls got yeah, on so there. They, they left the zero pod style. So yeah, it's gone. Okay. okay. So anyway, that was that. But the last one I have is he has nothing to lose, and that was Horner's comment uh, on his tips about Perez trying to rediscover his form. Um, I mean, I Perez kind of right. fell off like a mountain. Yeah, but the only place he can go now is up. I mean, he had two wins in the first four races, and since then he's been a non-factor. 
Very odd. I think that he's one of those guys that he falls behind and then he works his way back up close and then the pressure kills him and then he falls behind and then he works his way back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. So um, I think he gets the yips when he gets close. and then that's I think when I'm a lot a like that, honestly, virtually. Disastrous wreck. Um, uh, but, I think I get close to you. I can sometimes catch you a little bit and then uh, and then I, I get in my own head and I, I run off the course or I bounce a wall or whatever. I think I do the same thing Checo does. <laughs> Anyway, not to bring it to me, just saying. Okay. Uh, I disagree with you. I don't think that's what it is at all. Um, okay. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so Are we moving, moving into the fuel pod news? Fuel pod news. Yeah, we got fuel I do have pod podiums. news. I don't have I'm any hoping, podiums at back markers tonight, man. I'm, hoping, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm hoping Benny comes on here to do NASCAR because all I got to see was the highlights on it. I So I text Benny. He was out helping his dad somewhere tonight, so he was not going to be able to get me. on. Oh, okay. I don't think he's going to be able to jump on. I, uh, I'll i text you. I'll tell you what, while you're doing the, uh, while we're doing the fuel pod news, I'll text him again. Just see if he wants to come on for a few minutes. We've only got about 13 minutes left, but okay. I will, uh, I'll text him real quick. Yeah, it can be quick. So fuel pod news, uh, folks, this is just some stuff. I want to keep all you racing fans and Mikey, I know you're starting to get into a lot of different stuff too. And I apologize for that. And then at the same time, I want to say, I'm not sorry, but we have the Goodwood <laughs> festival of speed coming up on the 13th through the 16th of July. So it's about 29 days away. Uh, that's the the festival that Jimmy Johnson competed in last year and almost sent his Shelby Cobra Coupe into the wall on. Um, Talked about that's that a few my times. Favorite Is it on TV? Of, uh, no, but you'll be able to find it on YouTube. Um, but uh, it's one. It's my favorite of their two big festivals. Uh, okay. Between the the revival and the Festival of Speed. So it'll be a, it'll be a cool weekend, and then. We have the 24 hours of spa coming up on 29 June. So that should right. be super interesting for world endurance challenge, uh, GT world challenge America. They're live this weekend at the Virginia international raceway, which is kind of a cool track. It doesn't get a lot of hype because it's kind of out in the woods, but it's a cool track. IndyCar, they're live this weekend at road America in Eckhart Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, road America is another We've one. We've talked that about where that place was like 10 times. Isn't that so yeah. funny? Yeah. I was like, where is that at? <laughs> it's one of the most iconic tracks in the, in the U S you know, right up there with Willow Springs and Watkins Glen and uh, road Atlanta. So uh, it should be an interesting IndyCar race. It's, it's a road course. Um, so, you know, just watching Indy this year, it's going to favor a lot of drivers. I think Scott Dixon will be favored. Pato award. Alex, uh, Alex, below, man. Alex yeah. below has just been killing it this year. I think he's the guy. Yeah, I, I'm looking for a Pato Award to have kind of a redemption race this week. If he, he doesn't needs to have a good race, if he doesn't, I think he's just going to self destruct. So he needs a good race this week. He needs a good race. I hope. I, again, I like Joseph Newgarden. I hope he has a good week. Yeah. Um, I tell you what. After we got into Indy, now I'm, I'm like I'm really upset we didn't stick around and watch the uh, at least the race on the, on that Sunday oh, or that man. Saturday. We're going to make sure we do that next year. Absolutely. So IMSA this week, which is like the. <laughs> the American version of GT world challenge. That's not GT world challenge America. I know that made no sense, but uh, basically GT level cars, they got the six hours at Watkins Glen on June 22nd, which is the following weekend. And then that same weekend, uh, one of my favorite, probably top five rallies, uh, rally Kenya is in G It's definitely one of the driver's favorites. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a wide open rally. Chad, we've done it before where you're kind of out in the Sahara of Africa and then you, just kind of going wide open and then you head into that okay. narrow an elephant underwater pipes and stuff. Oh yeah. 
yeah, that's crazy. crazy, crazy race. But uh, looking forward to seeing that, and uh, really interested to see what uh, Elvin Evans and Esapeka Lapi do because they're kind of tearing it up right now. Uh, I don't think Rovin Perrin. I said this last week. I don't think Rovin Perrin. I think he's a one and done. I don't think he's repeating. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have to. He's going to always be a world rally champ now. But uh, anyway, moving on to podiums, my podium and back markers. It's Pretty much straight up, 24 at Le Mans centered. But uh, Chad, you don't even need to do the music. That's fine. Hold on. Uh, Give me a second. No, we got to do the music. There you go. Okay, so number three is NASCAR and Chevrolet together. uh, Because they decided to pick themselves out there and be part of the 24 at Le Mans way outside their comfort zone. Uh, so much so that it absolutely ticked Ford off. And I'm a Ford guy, Chad, so that's... I'm a Ford guy, uh, too, but I really like that Chevy Camaro. Yeah, it's a beautiful Chevy, and I think next year we're going to see an equally beautiful Mustang out there. Um, number two is Antonio Giovinazzi. And I am a sucker for a Formula One driver that wasn't successful that finds success other places instead of just quits. And uh, Giovinazzi, nobody will ever be able to take it away from him. He is a 24-hour Le Mans winner. Yeah, it's pretty cool, uh, man. He was part of that team in the 51 Ferrari. And then number one is Ferrari, uh, because we don't get to say that very often. And for them to be out of a sport for 50 years and then come in and go, okay, we're just going to win this thing on their basically their re-debut. Uh, it was also cool that Charles Leclerc was hanging out in the paddock all for the whole race. So hopefully some of it rubs off on him and he can go back to the team and go, hey, guys, this is uh, – this is. Uh, so did you put that comment up there? No, but I really <laughs> did forget the R. Yeah, you did. I told you that last week and you just ignored me. I told That's what I was texting earlier. I was like, just put it in the comments, man. He won't listen to me. <laughs> I did not even notice you said it. And then he says, oh, holy crap, I forgot the R. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. So anyway. On purpose. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> but uh, that was the end of my podiums. Uh, back markers, uh, number three, Cadillac. For their first pit strategy versus Ferrari was very Ferrari-like. And I think it cost you a podium. And by the way, Chad, Cadillac was unbelievable. Uh, this weekend as far as their pace and their racecraft, I thought it was they were doing great. They got screwed by strategy and weather. Um, okay. So anyway, I didn't think Cadillac was going to be that high up there. I thought it was going to be Toyota and, and Porsche and, and uh, Peugeot. But So I was pretty surprised with Cadillac's performance. Uh, number two was Ford's whining after the race. You don't get to whine after a race that they didn't have a car in there. Uh, they can whine next year when they get beat again if they if they decide to uh, they, they they decide to <laughs> <laughs> oh you're killing me and then uh, last but not least Toyota Gazoo Racing they had won five 24 hour Le Mans in a row and weren't able to pull out a sixth so uh, they are number one on my back marker list this week all right man I got nothing yet. I don't have NASCAR highlights, dude. I was so busy with, with Le Mans that I didn't even – I know they were in Sonoma. I did get to watch some of the Xfinity race, which Kyle Larson just ran away with. Uh, uh, it wasn't even close. He looked like Max Verstappen. 
in a NASCAR. Well, it looks like uh, Martin Truex Jr. got the win. Yeah. And I'm looking it up right now just to go to real quickly race results. Martin Kyle Busch had a good win. run again. Kyle, from Kyle Busch goes second. Joey Galano third. Chase yeah. Elliott fifth. Uh, Kyle Larson eighth. Ross Chastain top ten again. Where was Denny Hamlin? Because he um, started out on the pole in that race and like got a decent lead. And then that was the last part of it I saw. I don't see Denny Hamlin. Where is Denny Hamlin? Give me a second. Oh, he finished 36th. He had an accident. Okay, so something happened to him, obviously. Yeah, it just had an accident. And yep. current driver standings, because we, we don't go over this very often. Number one, Ryan Blaney. Talk about Mr. Consistency. I know he, he yeah. only won, he's won one race, but Mr. Consistency, he was second all year last year. Uh, so Ryan Blaney in first, William Byron in second, Kevin Harvick. I mean, the old-timer his last year, I think, is, is third. Truex Jr., another older guy in fourth. And Ross Chastain, man, I'm telling you, that dude just hangs around. Hangs around. How's yeah. Kyle Busch not higher up in the standings? It seems like he has had a really, I mean, a pretty good year. He's got three wins. Yeah, he's, he's sixth in the in the standings. He's got tied for first and, and wins for the year. So didn't once he the have projected, like a, not a DNF, but didn't he have one where he finished like – Yeah, he had a bad race in there something. somewhere. But the good news is, you know, the playoffs are seated on wins, so right now he's tied for first. So Yeah, and they're getting points from one through wherever they finish, don't they? Or how's Yes, it? they do. They do. One through okay. 40. I don't know what the exact points are, but, yeah, right there. Yeah, and then they get all the bonus points for being on pole or for leading laps or uh, – You know, I don't – I don't know how many cars, different manufacturer cars they are, but it's odd to see. I looked over at the manufacturer standing. Chevy has nine wins, Toyota five. Ford only has two wins this year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but how many of how many Chevys and Toyotas are on the track? That's what I'm saying. Ford's? I don't know how many, I don't know how many yeah. of each car are there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if so. you can't get help in NASCAR, you're you're pretty, pretty uh Yeah, so well. I'm trying to think of a nice word to use. You're pretty hosed. Yeah. <laughs> By the so, way, Robert, you didn't you didn't text back on my my funny. I left the R of your name off. Come on, man, give me something. I'm trying to make <laughs> jokes here. Uh, fix the banner, Jay. You're watching the world famous Fuel Pod. Is that better? Since we oh, are okay. in like 13 or 14 different countries now, so um, awesome. it might be one person watching in every one of those countries. But whatever, they're watching. You could also um, next week as you do. You're watching the Fuel Pod, a global phenomenon. <laughs> a globe. I'm gonna misspell it on purpose. Yeah. That's not true. I'll just misspell it because I'm dumb. Um, anything else we need to do? Uh, man, I, I don't. So, you know, guys watch the Indy race this weekend. If you get a chance, uh, watch Canada, uh, formula one, uh, on F1 TV. If you can get F1 TV, make sure you watch it. If not ESPN just signed a new deal with them. They have a pretty good podcast, a pretty good, uh, production. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not the best, you know, it's not F1 TV, but it's not bad. So, no. um, and now, in case you're wondering, too, ESPN Plus has picked up, if you have ESPN Plus, which is not much a month, they've picked up all the practices, all the qualifying sessions and everything. I didn't so, even know that, and I've got I, ESPN Plus on. I was just jacking around the other day and got on ESPN Plus and, and just typed in Formula One, and it had all the upcoming practices and everything coming in. So, And I think they even oh, have a show. Nice. They have a tech show or some kind of show. It's not, it's not what F1 TV does, but it's close. I mean, it's not bad if you don't have – if you don't want to pay the extra for F1 TV, you know, you can catch it on ESPN Plus, which is like $4.99 a month or something. Yeah. So. All right, man. Jay, we'll be back to our normal time, I hope, next week, Wednesday, yes. 9, 9.15-ish, whenever I get my kids to bed. And if you're if you're up and about and you want to follow us on Twitch, that would be fantastic. We're going to be racing this week. Chad H610, Jay Neal 729 Twitter, the same thing. 
Um, Jay is a lot more active lately on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm lurking in the shadows, but follow us there. Come watch us race. We have a good time. We don't take it too seriously. Jay takes it a lot. Jay takes it seriously because he's good. I don't take it all that seriously because I'm usually wrecking and bouncing off the walls. So if you want to watch us race our two-player career or if you want to race with us, let us know. You can jump in. Jay's going to create a league for some people. So if you want to jump in and race with us, you're more than welcome. Um, Anything else? If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please follow. Please share with your friends. Hit Um, us up on Etsy. We got some merch out there for you. Merch uh, I'm going to be doing some year two fuel pod year two gear. Year two year. Okay. Year two gear. Oh, there's a G somewhere. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything just super. Else that I, I did want to say this. I, I got a tweet this weekend. It was from Tim Cornell. Oh. Uh, and he had, I, I guess, I don't know if he was visiting it or he started a barbecue candy store, basically. Dude. And, it looked like a candy store, but it was all like tomahawk steaks and yeah. sauces and rubs. And, um, you know, I mean, I ended up replying to it and saying, listen, man, I've been to a candy store. And as an American, I'm obviously no stranger to a barbecue, but a barbecue candy store. Holy crap. It's, good it's job. just wonderful. Just yeah. sounds amazing. I kind of want to go so bad now. I'd like to go over there and go there and then go to his like entertainment complex, man. But you know, it's Me not too. like I'm going to be in the Netherlands anytime soon. So, that's, well, you know, yeah, who knows? Maybe, well, one day. Ma- maybe one day. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Fuel pod listeners. We will catch you next week and we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Even though we're gone already. And the closing screens up. <laughs> <laughs>